everybody. Welcome to Exposure. I'm Stephanie, your host, and today we're going to talk to some musicians who are students at MSU as well as employees here at Impact. So you're going to want to listen to these three wonderful artists. Hi everyone, I'm here with Connor from The Impact. He is our engineering director, but more than that, he is also a musician. So, Connor, welcome. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course. Do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself and your music? Um, Yeah, sure. I guess uh, about myself, I'm from Traverse City, Michigan. Um, I am a media and information major. This is my uh, senior year here, and uh, I started recording music uh, my freshman year of college. I went to NMC, which is in Traverse City. Uh, they have an audio tech program up there, so I took that, you know, because uh, I played the guitar, and I was just interested in recording music, I guess, so I took that program for two years, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know, that helped me a lot, doing uh, recording techniques and how to mix and that kind of stuff. So That's definitely very helpful, especially with your job here at Impact. Right. But what brought you here to MSU and then obviously Impact? Um, well, I came to MSU because I, I figured I should get a four-year degree as well, because so, the degree at NMC was just a uh, two-year associate's degree, so I came here to get a bachelor's degree in media and information because I'm also interested in video stuff as well so that's why I came to MSU and then the radio station I actually uh I don't know one of one of my friends Andrew who also works here he was like I had a class with him I just met him in this class and he was like you know you should come to this open house for the radio station the student radio station and uh, I came to the open house and the audio team seemed interesting obviously since I like audio things and uh, yeah so I joined the audio team uh, fall semester last year and then there was an opening for the engineering director spot in the spring so I applied for that and got the job so. yeah well we're glad you're here yeah. um, you talked about you learned how to play the guitar. Did you? How did you pick that up? When did music start in your life? Um, well, I started with piano lessons when I was maybe like 10 or something. Um, so I started piano lessons. My piano teacher, Mrs. Landfair, she was great because she taught me more than just like... Uh, it wasn't all just, like, reading sheet music and, like, uh, you know, classical stuff. Uh, she did a lot with kind of teaching me how, like, chords worked and, uh, you know, simple kind of, like, chord structures, like blues, like, one, four, five blues structures. And that kind of stuff, you know, I think helped me f forward as terms of, like, songwriting goes, just understanding, uh, like, chords from an early age and then after a few years um 
I don't remember when, maybe sometime in middle school, maybe like sixth grade. I uh, I was done with the piano. I didn't want to play the piano anymore. I wanted to play the electric guitar, as you know, many uh, middle schoolers do. So, uh, yeah, I got an electric guitar. Started taking lessons from somebody that my piano uh, piano teacher recommended, and he was amazing as well. I luckily had great teachers, you know, along the way. Uh, yeah, he was like one of the best jazz guitarists in the area so he taught me a lot and i took guitar lessons for uh maybe like five or six years until like my junior year of high school and then unfortunately my guitar teacher passed away uh so that was rough but luckily i didn't you know i just like kept after that i just i stopped taking lessons and I, uh, you know, just kept, I guess, teaching myself how to play, but just, like, playing and trying to play, like, at least once a day or something for a while. Is the music, it's definitely, you have to practice, and experimenting with it definitely leads to a lot more. Yeah. Um, you talked about jazz a lot. Do you think your music fits under that category, or do you have lots of inspiration uh, from it? I'd say not really at all. I like jazz, but... I definitely just make pop music, and that's what I'm more focused on. I'm not really a great jazz guitarist. Jazz is a lot harder than, like, pop or rock, which is more, I think that's more what I play, for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, you are from Traverse City. Does your teachers and your um, hometown influence your music at all? And if so, like, how has that played out? Um. Yeah, I guess in terms of like my lyrics I definitely write a lot of lyrics about up north because it's uh it's a cool place it's beautiful but at the same time it's like weird because it's kind of small and like everybody is like old and white and uh yeah so I guess I kind of write about that sort of dynamic I guess sometimes and then um there's a lot of folk music up there too and like bluegrass which like you know when I first started playing like electric guitar you know I hated folk music I only wanted to play Led Zeppelin or whatever you know classic rock so I thought folk music was the worst I thought it was so boring but as I got older I realized that some like the folk concerts that my parents would take me to when I was younger were actually like cool and like there's some there's some great like folk musicians up there like uh Billy Strings is from around the area like Seth Bernard Mark Lavengood uh yeah so that's uh pretty recently actually I've been more influenced by folk music in my music so those are some some names from up there that are also folky dudes oh, yeah. Um, you have a song called Dirt Town. Is that also about Traverse City? Uh, I think vaguely, yeah. It's vaguely about Traverse City. It's not, I guess it's more about just like any kind of like small-ish town in general. But I guess Traverse City fits that. Not quite as small as some of the towns around there, but. Yeah, because Traverse City is a bunch of really small towns all kind of. Yeah, there. yeah. 
Um, you also have a new song called Don't Look Now. You want to talk about that a little bit? Like, what was your inspiration for it? And Sure. Um, yeah, that one is, it's new, but in terms of the writing of it, it's not very new. Uh, a lot of ha- I'm, like, sitting on quite a few songs right now that I just have had written for, like, a long time and haven't gotten around to, like, finishing the recording. This one, this song is one that's going to be on, like, the new album, which I've been saying will come out for, like, a year. So, you know, I need to get it together and finish it. But, yeah, that song, um, I guess the lyrics are, you know, uh, like most of my songs, I'd say they're kind of existential, I guess. It's, like, about dying, <laughs> you know? Uh the uh don't look now is well what's the the course is like don't look now like your time is gone like did it take that long that's that's what it that's what it says so it's oh, just I would hope uh, so I hope you know what it is yeah right um <laughs> so yeah it's just kind of uh uh grappling with the passage of time and sometimes the uh the way life can kind of just like move past you and then you know it's like what happened you I don't know if that makes sense but it makes a lot of sense that kind of stuff especially being in college a lot of things go by super fast yeah for sure since you are a senior you're looking to do something next how does stay another year I'm not graduating yet I have another year left but yeah eventually I will graduate, hopefully. You have goals, obviously, to continue with music, and how do you see that interpreting with a future career, with your job at Impact? Right. Um, well, I mean, I'd love to, like, somehow be a musician as my job. That's kind of, like, the the main goal, I guess. But, uh, uh, like, that's why I'm at Michigan State getting this, like, other degree is because, you know, in case that doesn't happen or, like, until that happens, I need, you know, another s- form of income. So, yeah, uh, I'd probably, even though I'm getting this video degree, I'd probably like to have my job be something more audio-related, maybe, like, live sound or, like, working on recording music or something like that but then obviously uh since everything is kind of like turning into like a video a visually based like media uh the video side of things is very important too i think something like uh you know like npr tiny desk or like audio tree are super cool uh things because they have the both like recording the music and mixing it and then also this like amazing little videos of the songs being yeah, recorded sure. so something like that would be very cool and you definitely get experience with that here at impact with our in studios and whatnot right yeah exactly on that topic if you do make it big which we you know we all cross your, our fingers and hope you do right. um what do you think your fan base would be like your crowd at your concerts um said it's more pop What's your... Yeah, it's like, I mean, probably 
impacty type people. I don't know. Um, I think my mom and dad would probably be there. They're very supportive. Uh, even though I don't know if I'd want them to be there, just because you know, I love them, but they're kind of annoying. So, uh, <laughs> aren't all parents? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, just kidding. They can come, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably just you know people similar to me, people that like indie rock and also some like folk, more like twangy tinged things or just rock or. Whatever, you know. With that, how do you promote yourself and see yourself kind of as, like, a brand? Because most artists do have to create that for themselves. Like, how do you do that with your music? And Right. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not great at it, really. Uh, I kind of just, like, post stuff to Spotify, and then on Instagram I'll say, like, or I guess usually SoundCloud and more recently also Spotify, but I'll just like post something on Instagram that says, Hey, new song, you know, go listen to it. And, uh, I don't know. That's kind of the extent of my promotion. Uh, in terms of like a brand, well, I, like yeah, your cover know. art, are those photos you've taken? Are they? Yeah. Yeah. So I try to do, I do kind of do a lot of it myself, I guess. Uh, cause I like record all the instruments or most of the instruments myself and then, you know, mix it, uh, and post, you know, I don't go through like a label or anything. Obviously I'm not signed, so I just kind of have to upload everything myself and I do usually do my own artwork and, uh, so I guess that's kind of a, it's, it's definitely very like DIY, uh, you know, just kid in his bedroom, or in my case, my parents' basement thing. So I guess that is, that is kind of my brand, do-it-yourself. Well, I feel like a lot of artists are doing that lately because if you want to, it's less labels, it's more just people doing their own work, which I think is really cool. Right, for um, sure. On that, where do you find your pl- like self with the most inspired? Like, is there a certain place you go to write, to create, to do all of this? Um... I mean, I can pretty much be anywhere, but it's really just, like, when I pick up my guitar, uh, you know, I try to, like I said, like, I try to play every single day, and then some days, um, you know, I'll just be, like, noodling around, and something will sound cool, and then I, you know, repeat it, and then, you know, eventually maybe it'll turn into a song or something, but... It's, it's, I guess it's usually would be like, you know, in my bedroom or like in the basement when I'm alone and just like able to, you know, be just me and my guitar, you know, strumming along. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's definitely where I'm most inspired. So, what type of music are you listening to most recently that maybe inspires your music? Yeah, um, well, I've been listening to much more folk recently. Uh, I just got into Jillian Welch quite a lot. Uh, great folk singer. Had some albums in, like, the late 90s that I love a lot. Uh, also, who else? 
Well, I've always been a big Neil Young guy, but recently I've you know gone back and revisited some of his albums, like Harvest is a great album. Uh, just kind of that like you know country rock sound. Um, Definitely fits in with being from up north. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's definitely a big influence. Would be, would be Neil, or uh, also Alex G. Sandy Alex G. He's a big influence. Always has been. Uh, his more recent project was very, very folky. You know, there was banjo and fiddle in it, and that was like, honestly, when I heard that record uh, called Rocket, I was like, like. I have to do this. Like this sounds so cool. Like I, I really want this my music to sound like this. So that was a huge inspiration, Alex G. Yeah. You're talking about wanting to play more instruments. If you could play any instrument with no practice whatsoever and be good at it, which instrument would you choose? Pro right now, I'd probably say the the fiddle, because there's a couple of tracks that I'm working on that I. Would like some fiddle for, but I cannot really find a fiddle player who's able to record for me. So I'd say fiddle or even like banjo. So, you know, sticking with the bluegrass instruments there. I think those would be super cool to be able to to just uh, rip away on. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So if our listeners want to find you in your music, where should they look? Um, well... A lot of my stuff is on SoundCloud. That's where most of my stuff is, I guess. Uh, just search Connor Lynch. I don't have a cool recording name. It's just me. Uh, C-O-N-O-R-L-Y-N-C-H. Uh, and then I'm also, I've posted some stuff to Spotify and Apple Music, and there's some of my stuff is on YouTube, too. So just, you know, the the streaming, the streaming streams, I will be up there. All right, well, we look forward to hearing your new album whenever, whenever you get it, it done. Drops. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I'll, sooner rather than later. I'll let you guys later. know. But thanks so much. Yep. Thank you. Oh.
have Andrew Yonker in. He is our senior staff editor, but more than that, he is an artist and he's in a band called Yay High. Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself here and talk about a little bit about your music and what you do? Yeah, um, so my name is Andrew, like she said. Um, I'm in a band, a garage punk band called Yay High. Uh, I play with two of my friends from back in high school named Ben and Evan. Uh, we writing songs and recording them just um, from our like a single mic hanging in a room. And now we play a lot of shows in Lansing, Max Bar, and in our basements and stuff like that. That's awesome. So how did you get involved with Impact, and how has that like grown your music? Um, well, my freshman year, one of my friends, Andrew Becker, kind of forced me to go to the open house, and I just uh, kind of content team caught my eye and I've been on the team ever since and eventually I was hired and it's shown me a lot of uh it's actually hooked me up with a lot of people here that also play music and we've had shows together and I've met um friends that you know manage uh our kind of shows and stuff like that so it's definitely broadened my point of view you've talked about working with other impactors that are musicians can you give examples of who that is? Yeah, um, I've met like Connor and like we've shared contacts and we've like you know became fans of each other's music and kind of support the greater Lansing music scene through each other and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. That's I love being able to go to shows and talk about other music that's related. So, how do you characterize your work compared to Yehai's? They're very different in sound. So, what draws that inspiration for both? Um, I, I would say that it comes from wanting to do a lot of things and you can't have one band or project that just does all those things. So um, my own is kind of, my own music is more dream pop um, and it kind of would be messy to mix that up with the whole like loud, noisy, rambunctious garage rock. So I kind of just have both because they're both um, creative avenues that I'm interested in and really love and I it's just so I'm lucky to be able to express it both in those different ways for sure you have a new song called cyber world you want to explain the inspiration behind that 
Yeah, so um, me and Sarah Beltran were just screwing around on Ableton, which is how I recorded some the digital audio workplace I recorded in. And we were messing around with the MIDI keyboard and came across some weird chords that just kind of sounded like misty and a little uh, incorrect, but digitally incorrect. And thought it'd be cool to just write like a bouncy song about being like trapped <laughs> on the internet. And uh, yeah, and then it kind of explodes at the end and it was just really fun to write and record. Yeah, your cover art for that is a bunch of zeros and ones, like yeah. website stuff. Do you create all of your cover art and do everything all on your own? Do you have people that help and support you? Or does, how does that work? Um, for single art, Sarah actually made that cover art. Um, for single art, a lot of times I'll just take a picture that, and then kind of make something simple out of that. But for my major like albums or bigger EPs, I actually have my brother, Michael Yonker, do the artwork. He's a graphic designer and photographer, and he's just really good at it. So, Of course. And then going back to Yeha, you guys all wear yellow shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that come up? In one? Um, well, we were actually just goofing off. Like We're actually just best friends, and we live together. So we were just goofing off in a Target one day, and they had like those exact shirts on sale, and we all like were like, oh, they have one of each size. And uh, one of us was like, what if we just played in this and had people take us way less seriously? So, like, we agreed. We all bought, like, the $15 shirts and, like, played a couple house shows with it, and it turned out people were, like, kind of into it. So we've just kept it going till now. But I think we're looking into new uniforms soon. Cool. Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, you guys sound like a t fun group of guys. And living together, how does that change your relationship or what's something you guys do outside of music? <laughs> Um, it's hard to live with your bandmates sometimes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a lot of fun, and it's really easy to practice now. Like, back in high school, it was so hard to, like, playing in, like, your mom's, ba like, living room, like, the drum set, just so loud. So now it's a little easier to kind of, um, work and rehearse and all of that. Uh, outside of music, we watch a lot of movies, and... We, I don't know, we don't do much besides music. We all just kind of have our own music and then the band. And um, they skateboard and, yeah, and all kinds of stuff. You guys were at Impact's birthday party last year at The Loft. Mm -hmm. Do you have, like, a favorite venue to play at? I know you've done some house parties. So what is, how does that change the atmosphere and what's your favorite? Um, I don't have a favorite venue to play at, but my favorite circumstance to play at is like just a little bit too many people for wherever we're at so bigger venues definitely are harder for us because our set kind of feeds off of the energy and if we're not you know if it's kind of bigger and it kind of feels like it's a little emptier it's really hard for us to get into it but um so yeah we're we really akin to like basement shows and we do like max bar are you guys thinking you'll be able to go on tour at some time? Have you done more big, like bigger shows? Yeah, they. Um, we've talked about uh, touring. We kind of miss are missing our opportunities. We're all like full time students, and our summers are kind of filling up. But it is something we've talked about, and something I think we're definitely gonna do. Um, we 
are probably gonna try and get on some local festivals too before like the end of the school year, but we don't really. Uh, we usually just let it go as it goes and take the opportunities that come to us. Are all of you guys? I know you're a forestry major, but does other people's majors relate to music? Um, no. Ben is a education major. And Evan is a packaging major. So we're all doing way different things. And the music is just kind of like a forget all that and just do this for a second. How do you see that playing out into your life after college? Hmm. Good question. I mean, I don't know how long Yay High might be around, but I do know for sure that we'll all be um, making music probably the rest of our lives in one capacity or another. So, uh, yeah, the single project isn't precious to, to any of us, but it's what we're doing. It's what we're excited about right now. So um, I would say that we're going to, we'll be around if, if we're kicking. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of things are very much in the moment, which is probably good for inspiration, but also more difficult sometimes. Yeah. So with forestry, what is your goal with that? Um, well... I don't really have a career path set out at the moment. I will be doing some internships and trying to figure out if I want to work in policy, but also at the same time, kind of hope something else works out before I have to <laughs> recline myself to a life of, um, you know, living in an office, but also I might uh, be going to school longer after my undergraduate. I'm not sure I might pursue a master's program, too. For sure. Getting back to music, is there a place that you go that you are most inspired or that you write the best? Um, I've always written my music as I'm, like, as I'm recording it. I don't usually have an idea, bef like a fully fleshed out idea, before I sit down and record, and usually like the actual medium of recording it itself is how I um, is how my ideas get fleshed out. Kind of just if there's a cool noise, kind of sticking with that. But I don't. Um, I would say just the in front of the computer is where my inspiration is best. For sure, um, that's your personal inspiration. But what about with the A High? How do you guys come up with your songs? Um, Evan is the principal. He like ha he comes to us with the most ideas. But a lot of ideas come out of just jamming together and screwing around um and usually even if he does come with an idea we kind of just each write our own part and kind of jam it out until it turns into like a two-minute song that we can play that's awesome um, what are some of artists that are inspiring you to create music um i mean so many um right now i've been listening to a lot of cocteau twins as always whenever fall comes around I like to listen to like uh, more some Nick Drake. Um, I'm back on a Japanese breakfast cake for like the fourteenth time. Yeah, uh, I am. Well, I do change the kind of music I listen to as the season changes. So, fall type of music is a little softer and maybe more. I listen to more ambient music uh, when when it gets colder out. Makes a lot of sense. How did you get started in music in general? Like, when did you start playing and singing? Um, 
I actually remember watching like a Red Hot Chili Peppers like live video music something when I was like in eighth grade and walking upstairs and telling my mom like I want to learn how to play bass. So bass is actually the first uh, like instrument I learned, but I didn't actually start recording anything until like um, like late senior year of high school. So it's actually I'm pretty new to that, the whole recording aspect of it, but. And I didn't sing on anything until that time, too. So I've only been doing it for about three years of, like, singing on my own music and everything and using my own name. How does that work to set all of this up? It's got to be lots of research to go figure all out how to set up your own music. And yeah, it is actually. It's hard to um, explain that to be good at music and some like at recording, you kind of have to, like, really nerd out about it. Um, for like at least a couple of years like if you don't have the time to really dig in and like make music that doesn't sound very good for a couple of years like uh, you're not gonna get to where your music can sound like the people you admire or look up to so that's always like a learning curve is like um, making music that doesn't sound anything like you want it to and being frustrated but eventually inching your way to something that you actually enjoy. For sure. Do you guys have any projects you're working on currently? Um, like, do you have a whole? You just released an album personally this year, and uh -huh. then is Yehai working on something? Are you? Yeah, Yehai released an EP. I think it was either like late last year. Yeah, something like that. So we do have like four or five songs written. Just haven't really found the time to like sit down and record them. Um. We're mostly like a like a live band, so we do play we play all the songs. Um, as far as my own music goes, uh, me and my friend from California, his name is Manuel. His project's called Foliage. Uh, we just finished up a like this collaboration EP. It's like six songs, and right now we're trying to uh, pitch it to labels to see who wants to press it to tape. And that's all I have on my radar right now. Well, you sound like a very busy person, um, but if people are interested in your music, where should they go for all of this? Oh, you can Google Yay High. Um, our band camp is Yay High. Band, I think it's yayhigh.bandcamp.com, but it might be yayhigh.bandcamp.com. Um, but it's also on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, same with my own. It's pretty much anywhere you can find music streaming. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. You can dig a little. All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's fun.
Next, we have Ryan, and he's our front desk receptionist, as well as a guitarist for Hot Mulligan. Ryan, you want to introduce yourself and talk about your music for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm a senior at Michigan State. I work at WDBM as a front desk receptionist. Uh, I've been playing lead guitar for Hot Mulligan for almost three years now. Uh, we have a full-length record out. Uh, we just got off of a tour this summer for 31 some odd days. Um, I've been playing guitar since I was about five years old, and this is my first band, and it's going pretty swimmingly. So what got you into music to begin with? You said you started playing when you were very young there. Yeah, um, I honestly can't even remember why I wanted to play guitar in the first place. I just know that when I was five years old, uh, rock stars were cool, and I wanted to be one. I doesn't, guess it ended up working out all right. <laughs> doesn't every little kid? Come on, you watch all those people, you sing along. Yeah, I mean, and then getting older, only a little bit older, you see Drake and Josh, you know, and Drake's playing guitar, and he's really popular, and I'm like, wow, maybe I should keep doing this forever, and here I am. It is the best TV show. Oh, it's fantastic. Do you have other TV shows that you drew inspiration from, or movies for that matter? I, re I really liked Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny when I was younger. I've seen it too many times to count. I don't know if it really necessarily inspired me to play music or anything, but 
I liked it because it had music in it. And Jack Black is hilarious. Absolutely. So since you are an Impact employee, what brought you here to Impact as well as MSU? Well, I went to a social gathering for a friend. And when I was there, all of uh, Impact was also there. Many people from the Impact were there. I got to talking to some people because we had mutual friends. They said, well, we work at WDBM. And I had been here in the station once before for an interview years back. And I thought, huh, like, I never thought to apply and work here. I looked for uh, a position that wasn't on air because that's not quite my thing. Found front desk and the rest was history. Well, surprise, you will be aired. Nope. Now, I w- <laughs> now I will be for the second time of my life. And I think that might be it for, for this. I'll see, but what happens if you make it really big in music? Well, then I suppose I'll have to do more on-air interviews. Do you think that would be the plan or the goal? That That is definitely ultimately the goal for us. Um, I'm already preparing myself to have the conversation with my parents about not immediately becoming like an accountant or something. And uh, yeah, I don't plan on stopping music until it has nothing left to give me. That's a very good way to look at it because music is part of everyone's life in some capacity. I would agree. In my opinion. Um, you talked about accounting. Is that your major? I am an economics major. It's okay. just what my dad wants me to be. He was once also an accountant. Um, but so, do you at least like math a little bit? I'm sorry? Do you at least like math a little bit? I do. I like math, yeah. Yeah, and budgets? I do like budgeting. This is an inside joke. I am very passionate about budgeting and efficiency. Ha ha. <laughs> well, it plays well into band management. I would agree, especially because um, a lot of tours, particularly um, earlier tours last year, year before, um, those were tours where we did not make very much money, and I did not leave for tour with hardly any money in my pocket. So learning to live frugally is something I'm thankful for, but I would not recommend having to do it. Um, do you have like a favorite place you went on tour? Yes. Uh, we were flown out last September to Puerto Rico to play a show there in San Juan through Indie Push Agency. Big thank you to them. Uh, us and a band from Chicago called Belmont Hopped on a plane, went there, and it was absolutely unreal. I haven't left uh, North America for anything, really, like the mainland United States, that is. And it was mind-blowing. And aside from Canada, that's the only time we've ever left the country to play. So it was uh, pretty monumental for me. That's amazing. What type of venues were, like, your favorite or the atmosphere that you play best in? Um, usually bars, I would say. That's like kind of a vague answer yeah. because most venues also have a bar. But um, I don't know. I usually feel comfortable on like a medium-sized stage, like 400 or so capacity, anything bigger than that or any stage a little taller than that, and I get a little uh, uncomfy with the height of it. But um, I don't particularly have any favorites besides Max Bar. Shout out to Max Bar. Is there anything you guys do as a group to prepare before shows? To get you, like, in the mindset to play? Um, Not particularly. We all kind of just meander around for a while before we have to go on. Um, Sometimes we'll go get a drink. 
or we'll hang out in the green room. Um, not speaking for myself here, many like to uh, sit down and vape for a long time. Sounds like an awful way to prepare for me, but to each their own. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is the music industry. It is, after all, right? <laughs> so what do you guys do besides music when you're all together? Oh, so we don't all live in the same city anymore, and our drummer, Brandon, is actually from Iowa, so that's where he lives most of the time. But we are, for the most part, the four of us, excluding Brandon. We all live in Michigan, so we like to get together and just kind of hang out since we don't do it too often anymore, and it's kind of a shame. So now recently we've been just uh, hanging out, getting food, playing video games. Me and Tades, that's our lead singer, we like to play Tekken a lot together, mostly because I go over to his house because I don't have a PlayStation. Nice. So what all brought you guys together to begin with? So Hot Mulligan as an entity has been together uh, probably over a year before I hopped in. And then Chris Freeman, our other guitar player, he decided to go to Michigan State University. So everyone moved down to Lansing from the Upper Peninsula, where everyone was from. And I met him at orientation, like AOP. And he asked me if I played guitar because he saw that I had one. I said yes, and he said, do you want to play in my band? And I said, not really, and here we are. (laughs) So what what changed your mind from saying no to all of a sudden being in a band. I'm not completely sure when I ever agreed to do these things. Uh, All I know is that Tades kept saying that I played guitar in his band until one day I went on tour and never looked back. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) How did that work telling your relatives and, like, family and friends, oh, by the way, I'm just going on tour? Um, It was tricky. It's still tricky when I tell my parents now because each tour – gets longer and longer every time we go out because we're doing bigger shows. We're playing with bigger bands now. And it's at first it was like, hey, mom, like I'm, I'm going to go out for, you know, five days with my friends and play music. And then they were they were terrified because we had no money. We drove a really beaten up uh, GMC Yukon, I think it was. Uh, we pulled a trailer that we had to rent from U-Haul and we broke down too many times to count. So that was definitely terrifying, and now the only hard part is how long they are. Just, like, letting my family and friends know, like, hey, I won't be back for a month and a half at a time, and then every other time I'm home, I'm either working or I move back up here for school. Are there aspects of your hometown and family that you draw inspiration for for music? Um, I wouldn't say particularly, although that's a, a good question. Um, my hometown, I wouldn't say has too many uh, people in this music scene or this industry, but the surrounding area, like uh, Detroit area, just in general, uh, has a great music scene. And I just, uh, I really like the community aspect of it. There's always something to go to. I mean, speaking in terms of outside of just my suburban hometown. Uh, And I I just like the uh, familial, like, community aspect of DIY music. So I would say that inspires me. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of people that inspire you, are there certain groups that you've been listening to a lot lately that you draw inspiration from? So my first favorite band ever, still holds up today, although I hate to admit it often, is Pierce the Veil. They're a post-hardcore band. I do not play that type of music. Some might call it cringy, but I really used to like watching live videos of uh, Tony is his name, the lead guitarist for that band. 
um, when I first got into the genre, like the emo, pop punk, alternative rock kind of genre, uh, I was really floored the first time uh, my friend Chris showed me the band Tiny Moving Parts, who I have now played with and met, and they're great guys, but I was absolutely astounded by how good their guitarist Dylan's playing was. So I would say that was really my first my first dip into that genre. He inspired me really hard. So, What perspective do you bring to the band that you think is totally different than the others? Like, How do you mesh within that group? That's a great question. Um, we pretty much noticed right off the bat that my influences and my style were a little more different than what most most people in the genre would have. I came into it very uh, unexposed, underexposed to it, uh, having listened to mostly like alternative pop my entire life and things of that nature. And I also played guitar. The only time I ever played live guitar before Hot Mulligan was playing in jazz, playing jazz bands. Uh, I did that all throughout high school in different combo bands and for my school. So I thought that was a little bit different take on uh, like a pop punk guitar player. So I like to bring that in when we when we write guitar parts. Uh, just a little different perspective. I know my scales and whatnot. And I don't know. It's just a something a little different. Yeah, for sure. Who, like, how do you guys write your songs and music? Do you go, like, what inspires you guys to do that? It is. What atmosphere? Very spur of the moment. It's not something that we usually do very intentionally. We will set up times and places to meet and say, all right, we need to write some songs today. Or we just say jam. It's so silly. We'll say, hey, let's let's jam, and then accidentally four songs will come out of it. But for the most part, uh, it's just me and everyone else, and we just sit down, and Chris will usually play something that sounds neat, and we'll all just jump in and... Uh, it's not very piece by piece. We just see what meshes well and what sounds good. And if we're really feeling something, like a riff that we're going through or a groove that Brandon's playing on drums, then we'll hit record on someone's phone and then rework it later. Do you help with writing any of the lyrics ever, or is it just the music? I almost strictly write lead guitar parts. Um, I've written a couple rhythm parts, I think. I never really touch lyrics aside from maybe suggesting edits to words or suggesting um, like a different rhythm to a melody, but never really write lyrics. That's Tades and Chris are so good at their jobs that I don't need to provide input most of the time. Um, talking about music and car rides, do you have like certain things you do on your long drives for touring? Do you have like a certain playlist I do have a playlist. It was made a very long time ago, and I don't really reference it often. But, I mean, now there's we have so many long drives during tour that I guess we just kind of knock them out without thinking about it too much. Uh, I particularly like night drives just because usually there's only two people awake. Everyone else is knocked out in the back, and we can just drive, windows cracked, you know, late at night and play some nice calm music. Me and Tades have a ritual of listening to Delta Sleep. It's a math rock band from the UK. We'll just do that all night until the sun rises. Is everyone singing along 
to every word of the songs because that would be beautiful. Not during the nighttime because everyone's sleeping. But if we have a long drive during the day, you know, I mean, Chris is a known sing-alonger. Uh, I am known to sing very poorly and then until someone changes the song and I get really bummed out. Uh, Tade sings along sometimes and that's always a treat because he's good at that. We talked about lots of times with the group. What are some other things that you guys do all together and like pass the time on tour? On this last tour, we got very ridiculously into playing hacky sack, which is probably the lamest answer anyone can ever give you, but we were fiends. Like every city we got into, we would ask someone to bring us a hacky sack or we'd go try to find one at a local store and we would sit outside of the venue. It was in the summer, so it was really nice out and just play hacky sack and we got kind of ridiculously good at it and it might be the most odd flex of all time but we are pretty good at hacky sack that's awesome you said you ask people for it do you ask fans do you ask we random strangers we have been known to put onto twitter uh whatever we are lacking in exchange for guest list such as a hacky sack or a phone charger, et cetera, et cetera. What is the best interaction you've had with a fan besides them giving you random items? <laughs> um, I've had a lot, uh, but the most recent one that really got to me was um, a couple weeks back, I did a very short tour, just a three-day weekend run, blow off some steam, and we were in Indianapolis, and a fan who happened to be a high school student asked me to do a short interview for uh, her school assignment that had her interview in inspiring person. And I definitely did not regard myself as an inspiring person, but I did the interview and it was fantastic. And um, I don't know, it really got to me. So That's thanks for that if you're listening to this. Wow. Do you have any other really good fan experiences? Like, what is that like being on stage and all these people are here for you? Um, I mean, not just you, but your band, right. obviously. It's, it's tough to wrap my head around sometimes because especially I no longer tour full-time because I'm trying to graduate college in a timely manner. So a lot of the time, most tours actually, Hot Mulligan will go out and I'll have uh, my friend Scott from the band Kayak Jones he will play for me or my friend Mark. He's playing on this upcoming tour uh, next month. He's uh, in a band called Forest Green. Um, they usually tour, and I go to school most of the time. So every summer when it rolls around, I get really excited to go. And I'll, I'll hop on a tour, and it'll be my first one in six, seven, eight, nine months. And every time I do, I swear the crowds get bigger and the fans get nicer, and it freaks it freaks me out because I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. It's like a new experience every time. So I I don't know what else to say on that. It's a, it's a good feeling. I bet. So if people are interested in your guys' music, where do they go to either get to know who you guys are or hear your music? Our music is uh, available on all streaming services, Spotify. Uh, it's on iTunes, Amazon Music, Apple Music, YouTube. Um, we have music videos on YouTube. There's some interviews on YouTube of uh, our front man and our guitar player usually will sit and do an entire interview. You can get to know our personalities a little bit from that. 
We have live sessions up on YouTube through Little Elephant. Uh, and then also just our, our social medias, both uh, band and private, is a good way to get a peek at all that and see what's behind the, the band. Well, thank you so much. I hope our listeners check you guys out because you've got some really good stuff out. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for doing this. Yeah.